I feel right. like Botchit had some. Botchit? Yeah, she's our um, secretary that helps us with our corrections. Botchit had some corrections, but I oh. can't remember from our last oh. episodes. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah, I, l- I lost her notes, though. Oh, so you botched on on I, botched. Yeah, botch botched it. is like one of my personality characters, and she never gets the words to any quotes, to any songs. She never gets anything right. I think it's just you, dude. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's a pretty fun nickname is botch it. Yeah, it's botch bad. it. When I was going to play roller derby, I didn't want to use that. Right. Because so, like, be nobody luck. wants a teammate named botch it. Not only that, a jammer named Botch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the girl going out to get all of our points, her nickname is Botch. Yeah. Yeah. So you were like. Gitsy was better. Because Gitsy was good at getting points. Yeah. You had to put on a whole new persona that was like successful. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite persona was that one. The successful one? The, yeah. Yeah, I would probably agree with with if you can be anything in life yeah maybe be the successful one be the one that's doing really well yeah get the be the one that gets the points and stuff it's real windy out there it's crazy windy it was blowing my car all around that's kind of fun though not my little dude i need to put something in he's my car is probably as light as yours that's true that's pretty fun we're gonna talk about uh brian de palma's phantom of the paradise from 1974 which is a movie that you've watched in the past two weeks six times yeah like six to eight times yeah. something like that yeah i'm loving it my music is for phoenix only oh, she can sing it anyone else that tries dies but the sensory fox presents phantom of the paradise he sold his soul for rock and roll what was that phantom of the paradise a gothic horror story a beautiful love story a cinematic odyssey through the rock universe from greece to glitter and beyond from the other side the story of the phantom who haunts the paradise he sold his soul for rock and roll phantom of the paradise rated pg okay so i got some fun little trivias for it i wrote down like did you know about the swan song thing yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. there's parts in the blu-ray because it's so crisp you can see the like where they had to comp in right over the logo so like in the movie there's this record producer named swan and his label was called swan song mm-hmm. but then like I, was it during production or did yeah i think it was like once because they've already did all those filming but like during yeah. production um led zeppelin came out with their record company called <laughs> swan song, swan song. <laughs> yeah. and so uh they they weren't allowed to use it in the movie because yeah. it was owned but then i think by the time that they were like done recording like zeppelin had, i don't know like yeah i don't i know um bad company was the first mm-hmm. band under swan song Mm -hmm. so whenever that album came out it's crazy um i was gonna read this it's a phantom of the paradise just for if anyone's like never seen it like a little little brief synopsis yeah it's just um a disfigured composer sells his soul for the woman that he loves so that she will perform his music however an evil record tycoon betrays him and steals his music to open his 
rock and roll paradise. They really fall in love pretty quick there, huh? Well, I think that it's just that, like... It's pretty one-sided. It's (laughs) one-sided. It's one-sided, for sure. Um, Which, you know, in the Phantom of the Opera, it's pretty one-sided, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I think that he, like... I think he falls in love with her voice. Yeah. More than her. Right. But then as he becomes obsessed with having his original view of this um cantata cantata thank you come through that he falls more and more in love with her right that that then the obsession comes through i'm not i've probably only seen phantom of the opera like two or three times Mm -hmm. and you know i used to drink a lot so i can't remember a ton these days right but so does does phantom of the opera have that like faust thing in it i believe so or that like picture of dorian gray kind of thing where like i think that like the phantom what i remember is that he was like he's always been living under the theater and then like Mm. because when she when they reopened it up and she starts singing he falls back in love with with humans again pretty much because he's after being cast aside yeah because he's kind of like a ghoul-like creature who just lives under the castle or the last time I saw Phantom of the Opera. Was at the Art Craft. I um, I don't I, think, I don't think I've ever seen here. the movie. I've seen the play a couple times. Yeah. And then for some reason, like as a small child, I owned the cassette and I was like oh. in love with it. <laughs> I like really love the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And um, I'm going to just tell you all this right now. As a small child, I really wanted to be a ballerina. Oh. It was like a weird phase I went through because yeah. uh, I don't really like dancing. I don't like tutus. <laughs> I don't like pink. I don't. It was just Phantom of the Opera that really got you there. I would turn it on and dance around the house thinking huh. that I was, I think I really wanted to be a professional actor ice skater and so like being a ballerina was kind of like that it's like a it's like a land skater yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know there's just like sometimes i think back about that I'm like that was a weird part of my personality yeah. that came out because i've never seen the musical okay i don't know anything about the musical version i've literally only seen the lon cheney silent family opera i i look at that and i think i don't even know how that could be such a big musical Right. Well, I just think the um, also because it's silent. There's no talking. In it. <laughs> right. When I saw it at the Artcraft, though, they had a person at IU compose an original score for it, mm-hmm. and then they opened up the orchestra pit Ooh. and actually had like a small orchestra playing alongside it. Oh, that's it awesome. was amazing. I saw Harry Potter like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Phantom of the Opera would have been better. It was but, pretty cool. But it was, I like when they do that, when you yeah. have the, the yeah. orchestra with the movie. Yeah, especially because it's the art craft, mm-hmm. and it's like, in its in its typical, like, small, wholesome way, like, the, the amount of orchestra, uh-huh. quote unquote, that they had in the art craft was like, seven dudes right but the, but then also like those seven guys probably like the amount of energy and yeah sound coming off them and the environment would have just been like yeah but it's, it's also crazy because it's it's a completely silent like they got in a like probably not an original but they mm-hmm. got like a 16 millimeter projection of it yeah. so like the only thing you could hear was what was coming off of the orchestra and when they stopped for certain segments, the clicking of the projector, and that's it. And you could hear people outside, like two buildings away, huh. like at the bar, <laughs> which is like kind of crazy. 
but it was pretty pretty amazing um so this this movie um it kind of retells the story of um like multiple different books so yeah like the, yeah it's like the faust is like faust, faust and picture dorian gray right which that's on my list to read i've always wanted to read yeah. dorian gray and then um oscar wilde's the picture oh that's the picture of dorian gray yeah and then edgar Allan poe's the cask of the cask of Monteliato. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love that you just started pointing at me like you knew I was not going to Oh. And um, part of this movie... As soon as you said cask, I was like, oh, you're where's she going to go with yeah. that word? Um, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that yeah. pops up in this too. Um, but um, I, I, I really... Obviously, I watched it so many times, but I really just enjoyed the, like, the 70s version of those retelling of those stories together. Yeah. And how the movie is kind of timeless with the way the characters look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like you like watching it now, you can tell that it was made in the 70s, but like the way each character's like jump and their style, like it it is kind of timeless. Like it doesn't fit just a, a like, Yeah, it's like a heightened version of the 70s right. that's like out of place. Right. But then but know? like the rockabilly like 50s singers yeah 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 oh the juicy fruits the juicy fruits yeah <laughs> i just every time i watch it i'm like man i'd go to a juicy fruits concert yeah yeah they're really good even before i saw fan of the paradise which was probably like 10 years ago mm-hmm. or something um i'm a big De Palma fan uh he's kind of like a proto hitchcock he kind of gets ragged on a little bit for like ripping off hitchcock right. uh and a lot of his stuff but I kind of I love the guy, but um, Paul Williams I've known of for turns out my entire life. Right. Um, he's in some of the later Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a singer songwriter. Shouldn't say was he's still doing he is, it. Yeah. Uh, for the Carpenters and Three Dog Night. Daft Punk. Yeah, he was he's on uh, Ram. Their last. Sadly, turns out their last album. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, did you know that he wrote the song Rainbow Connection for the Muppet movie? I did. Yeah. He's yeah. actually wrote a lot of songs for Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Yeah. He's Kermit's best friend. Right. <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's why Kermit is uh, a really good singer songwriter. Yeah. He, yeah. That's Yeah. Okay. I found this thing interesting. It was on one of the special features, so you probably already saw it. Okay. Were you about to say it? No. I was going to tell you that uh, just because we brought up Daft Punk. and um, But Daft Punk based their helmets and stuff oh. off of uh, oh. Phantom, Phantom of the Paradise, off of his costume, off of Winslow's uh, leather suit combined with the silver helmet. That's where Daft Punk, because they're such big fans of the film. They actually met at a screening of Phantom of the Paradise. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, how cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they contacted him to be on, on Ram, because they're such big fans of the movie. This is also one of Edgar Wright's, who is like one of my favorite filmmakers. It's one of his favorite films, which kind of makes me love it even more. So much so that he put Paul Williams in Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. He's the... Remember when they go to get the guns? Mm-hmm. And it's playing tequila? Right. Uh, he's like the cop that they're buying the guns from. The short oh. little cop that they're buying the guns from. Yeah, he's probably like my height. And Jamie Foxx, you know, kills everybody there. And then he throws a grenade. Tequila. Huh. Blows it all up. Good stuff. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. I love Paul Williams, like, a lot. 
Um, okay, so I I wrote out the plot, but I also up top I wrote down the title of every song and like the band that sings it, so we can talk about the music as well. Get I, it out! Get okay. it out, girl. It's gone. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know how to talk about musicals because we've never done that right. before. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been listening to the soundtrack while I've been walking dogs all week. Should we get into this thing? Yeah. Let's or you do got it. more triviers? Um, I can bring it up. You can just bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we open on the logo for what was Swan Song is now Death Records. Right. And we get a, a brief history of Swan and what what his next venture is after the success of this major group, the Juicy Fruits. Um, and he's going to be opening a... Is it like a nightclub, I guess is what you would call it? I don't know. They, they're all like, he's he's reopening the paradise. It's like a music venue. Right. I think it's like a music venue that's been shut down, and he's finally finding like the right act to open it back up. Because yeah. It's, they, yeah. He calls it a Xanadu or a Disneyland for music. Xanadu, what a fun word. Yeah. I don't know what that word means exactly, but I do know that there is a musical called Xanadu. Uh-huh. Starring Olivia Newton-John. I forget what they do in it. They, like, go to space or something. I know someone's on roller skates at yeah, some point. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, Like, I know there's neon colors and roller yeah. skates. Um, <clears throat> and then we get the opening number by the Juicy Fruits, which is uh, Goodbye Eddie, Goodbye by the Juicy Fruits, which is probably my favorite song in the whole movie. <laughs> Winslow's coming up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Really? I guess it's sad. Goodbye Eddie's not a happy story. That's true. Goodbye That's true. Eddie is the entire story of the movie. Right. right <laughs> in there. one song. Yeah, in the beginning. You, yeah. If you listen, you're yeah. like, oh, now I know what's gonna happen. So much so that it's even like through the choreography, they're like telling this story about uh, a singer whose sister needs an operation Mm -hmm. so to get the money he decides to kill himself and when he kills himself he knows that the public's gonna go crazy and buy all of his music and then the royalties will go to the sister and he kills himself by stabbing himself in the heart uh through the choreography right um yeah and that's that's spoiler that's pretty much the movie here aside from you get rid of the sister right and no royalties no but kinda right kinda yeah maybe (laughs) yeah and as swans looking for the next big thing to open the paradise he hears winslow uh perform faust is that the song you're talking about which is uh just him on a piano and as i live my role i swore i'd sell my soul for one love who would stand by me and when, when, like, mm-hmm. there's no one else mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. That song. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, like, because um, no one else is, like, around, so here he is, this, like, lonely composer. Yeah, it's only, he snuck in there, too. Did he for that one? I mean, I think he, like, I think he did, because there's a, there's a segment at the beginning where he's, like, wheat-pasting his name over the Juicy Fruits. Oh. And... And he, like, pushes his shit on there and, like, knocks it out real quick in between setups mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, I don't think it's, like, a full-blown, like, sneak in. I think right. it's, like, an open mic. But mm-hmm. I think he's just, like, flies under the radar. 
but no one's like around and he you kind of get this loner vibe from him and yeah he's singing a sad song yeah but it's beautiful yeah it's great um swan stops you know whatever that dude is i forget the name of his talent scout's name pill pillmore pill fillmore fillmore something like that <laughs> we'll call him phil okay yeah okay we'll call him phil um well the the movie was supposed to be phantom of the fillmore oh right because it's supposed to be shot in the fillmore mm-hmm. um but they couldn't secure it to like block off time to shoot in it because mm-hmm. you know everybody played the fillmore right so they would have lost money um but yeah phil's just fucking just talking and swan stops him because he hears faust and he's like that's the song that's the song to open the paradise and then phil's like this fucking schlub and he's like well maybe not the guy but you know the music (laughs) yeah the music's what we'll take and i emphasize take on that because they steal it Mm -hmm. so they send they send phil to take the music and he's like we'll have the juicy fruits perform it and then Winslow's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, freaks <laughs> out and doesn't want that. Yeah. And then they throw him out. And then a month later, Winslow goes to Death Records. And then in Death Records, yeah. what I like, what I think is really interesting when you're watching it is like, because Winslow's kind of like, the character is a tall man. Yeah. And every time he goes through these doorways that they're they're short. And then all the doorways in the record place are the size of Swan. Swan. Yeah. Because he's so conceited that he makes everyone participate at his level. Yeah. And I just love that like, this <laughs> tall man gets out of the elevator and has to duck down. And then there's a couple other names like when Winslow gets to the... Um, uh, the assistant at the record place and there's like a couple names on that list of like do not let in oh and there's some famous people on oh that really list. Yeah. oh man i miss those mm-hmm. um so he gets thrown out of death records after trying to see swan and he then sneaks into swan's like auditions which are i think at his house um yeah they're at some kind of like mansion and yeah. I, I just have to like bring up that like this movie has beautiful transitions. Oh, from, it's so good. From one scene to the next. <laughs> it's so good. They're there's just, so many, like, wipes. Yeah. Um, like, there's some but, moments where it's, like, the swan, like, logo will just move across the screen mm-hmm. and the, the rest of the scene will follow with it. It's so beautiful. So, like, Winslow gets to the mansion where they're hosting these auditions for these women to <laughs> sing Winslow's song, you know? Yeah. And so he's walking through, but there, there's, like, you gotta imagine like a three-story mansion, and in the inside, like there's women on every step going all up. the way up the stairs. And yeah. those those women, since they uh, filmed in Texas, all those women are like college cheerleaders. Oh, and because uh because they were filming in Texas and not like California or something, yeah. like, they had to find like beautiful talent, and so they went to all the colleges <laughs> and recruited the cheerleaders. So all of those women are are just cheerleaders, and they weren't really like particularly into being like i don't know viewed as just meat right yeah right but But i think it also makes sense because like there's a lot of like because everybody's singing the song Uh kind of in different levels Uh you can hear like there's some bad singers in this group which is like kind of great and it makes phoenix jessica harper's character stand out more right above the rest of them in the levels too so she's singing and she just like pulls winslow in because he can hear that she's singing singing the song correctly it's also like it's a cantata Mm -hmm. so it's gonna it's multiple 
songs, but Swan only has Faust, so that's the only song that they're singing. So he gets, I think, tossed out, and then he yeah, sneaks so, back in so in Phoenix, drag. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Phoenix goes in for the audition. Oh, and, yes. And, and Fillmore is inside just filling up the ladies, and she comes running out, and she was like, I thought I just we want to sing. Yeah, she was like, I thought we were going to sing, so then she leaves. And then the the Goonies, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call them. The Goonies, yeah. the uh, they is there see, a department store around here? Right, yeah. <laughs> they they kick out um, Winslow, and then he's like, "Is there a department store?" And then the next scene we see is like all these women on this big, huge '70s style like love Circular fest bed, bed. <laughs> and then they're, we can see them all, and they're like talking about how Swan likes to watch them do their thing together. And you see this like very broad-shouldered woman laying on the bed too, but we don't see her face yet yeah and then out of this doorway this smoky doorway comes swan at a short doorway right yeah so then and so come, out comes swan and and all the women are like swan swan and there's winslow <laughs> they're like hey man do you remember me that's my song you know so he gets thrown out again. we're not gonna say what swan says there are we no he I, says the f word yeah we don't like <laughs> says it. and not not fuck he uses who, the, who put this f word in here yeah who let this f word in we here? don't like that one yeah. so then they kick winslow out and they beat him up they beat the fuck out and of they this. plant cocaine on him yeah they, they plant <laughs> yeah. smack on him yeah yeah and so these two cops plant smack on him and then he gets sent to jail which is sing sing yes which is because it's a musical it's a musical it yeah. has to be sing sing and so then they <laughs> they get to this jail and then there's like this dental program going on where the you're in- completely off book right now by I, the way i love it yeah <laughs> so they, they get to the jail get to sing sing and there's like this dental program going but on. but i was innocent yeah so, they, so they're taking <laughs> who else here is innocent everybody raises the- their hands they take all the um, inmates and they take their teeth out and put them in with platinum chrome teeth. Yeah, aren't they saying like 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 it's more hygienic? It's more hygienic, which is basically them saying like we don't give you a toothbrush or toothpaste, uh-huh. so it's just easier for us to rip your teeth right. out and replace them with metal. So here's Winslow, just metal mouth, you know. And then we see like a uh, jail assembly line. They're putting together these children's toys, which is so strange. And they have the radio going on. And then... Juicy Fruits are playing. Juicy Fruits are playing his Faust cantata. Yeah. yeah. And he loses it. He Winslow loses it. freaks the fuck out. out. He, he escapes jail. Beats up beats up a, 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 a guard. guard. Yeah. And then jumps in a box and gets out of the jail, <laughs> falls out of the back of the truck, and then... Storm's death records right. to like destroy their like master tapes mm-hmm. or their their record presses. Right, and so yeah, and then he, and then he like um so that scene where so he when he's in oh, there yeah. with the record yeah. press that scene so they had built these blocks inside the record press so that way when Winslow puts his head in there that it would be for sure not squishing his head. Yeah, it's essentially like a pneumatic device where like mm-hmm. the male counterpart like goes into the female counterpart to press a record which is not how records no. are pressed no at all but, but <laughs> with that machinery they put blocks in there so yeah. that way winslow's head wouldn't get they broke the blocks and yeah. so in the movie his head he, actually gets like close pretty to close, it that scream in the movie is actually him yeah. screaming yeah uh, and that's how he gets disfigured mm-hmm. in the movie not in real life right, right. He's he fine. wasn't disfigured in real life no. <laughs> um, but yeah in the movie he gets completely disfigured and he's running from the one, cops that one oh, one eye, eye that one gooey like hazy eye Ugh. uh-huh 
Uh, yeah, so he's running from the cops. He jumps into a river. Yeah, I yeah, I think he, like, rolls probably, into the river. Probably to, like, good for this whole situation. I, that's going. I, probably felt cool. There's a lot of bacteria <laughs> in that <laughs> river that he jumps in. Yeah. So then, then he makes his way back to... Claimed dead right. by this, too. Uh-huh. I love that it's not like like local musician dies and shootout. It's like it's like a little blurb over here mm-hmm. on the newspaper. Because <laughs> he doesn't matter. No, he doesn't matter at all. No, not so at all. So he makes his way back to like what does he make his way back to the paradise or the mansion? Um, no, it's the paradise. Yeah, he like stumbles upon it, mm-hmm. and it's all this like first person view shit. Like you don't get to see his face for a long time. Right. Uh, so and it's then- a first person shot of him like going in to the paradise through that side right um, fire escape Mm -hmm. and then he goes up goes into the costuming finds the helmet he puts that on and then he grabs this like leather get up so the guy who designed all of the special effects i saw that yeah he um well there's two guys and i'm I'm gonna i didn't write the names down but one guy um he created like the guy that they hired who who it is on the board for or yeah. what um you know what i'm saying like his name's accredited yeah that's yeah, what i'm trying yeah. to say the man who's credited isn't really the man who designed all those effects no the man who's credited went on to create special effects for the cia oh and so that's why he left this film was to go work, go work for the cia weird okay and but it was still his name got credited even though his buddy bought him out of the huh um like their company or yeah. whatever yeah I, I found it interesting that the guy who created the helmet never actually had a meeting with De Palma huh. or the production company at all. They were just like, yeah, we need a helmet. Uh, we, we got this like bird motif going uh-huh. through this movie. Do what you want. Right. And that's the helmet he came up with. The, did he know that he was going to only have one eye? Probably not. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Because, <laughs> I mean, the helmet has that, like, visor that's, like, right. eye and eye. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I love that scene when he finds his costume and he puts it together. And, and because so he has cool. these chrome teeth and this yeah. bird-like helmet. The, like, art design and costuming is, like... Yeah, on point. Oh, man. The Phantom is so cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks amazing. And it's, like, this, like... Well, I guess it's 74, so it's pre-Darth Vader. Right. Uh, so he's got this, like, talk box thing oh, on his chest. He sounds like a, a uh, from Doctor Who, the Dalek. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. that's what he sounds like. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love it when he speaks to that little box. It makes yeah. me so happy. <laughs> okay, where, where are we here? Um, takes up residence in the backstage of the Paradise, stealing some of the clothes and helmet to hide the scars. Uh, during rehearsals, um, because Juicy Fruits still have, well, I guess it's not Juicy Fruits now. They've changed their name to the Beach Bums. Yeah, now they like, and it's kind of like this progression. Like the whole movie is this progression of how artists and singers get their work kind of taken from them, yeah. and then sometimes like the money talks more. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so like here we started off with Winslow writing it, and then they're just gonna try and write him out, and then they give it to the Juicy Fruits, but then. They decide that the juicy fruits aren't really what's in scene right now, and it's. Well, I think it's also like Winslow destroyed all that shit from Juicy Fruits, right. so they were like, "Oh, we'll move on to yeah, these beach bum yeah, surfers." Yeah. I love that, like Juicy Fruits, Beach Bums, and later the Undead. It's all the same band, right? Just like remake up, right? right. <laughs> um, so Beach Bums are now um, doing a, a rehearsal run. 
of their song upholstery which is my second favorite song in the movie which is like a beach boys type song about um tearing the upholstery in your car <laughs> it's great i wound up on parole i tore my deck and roll Yeah. And, but, I love, and i love um that scene right there where yeah. he plants like, a bomb in a in a little car that's like going on stage right it's a split screen so we can see what's going from on one side to the next that's a de palma thing that happens in almost every de palma I, love movie. It. <laughs> I love it and then so they put um so the phantom puts a bomb in the trunk and a ti- time bomb in the car in the car trunk is a um ho- An homage om- to homage. orson welles well, how do you say it? Homage. An homage <laughs> to Orson Welles' famous opening for A the Touch, Touch of, of Evil. Evil. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in A Touch of Evil. Nineteen fifty-eight, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, dude plants a bomb in a car, and then you get a scene where I think it's Charlton Heston, and I forget who the female actress is, but they're like walking and talking, and the whole time you know that there's this car with a bomb in it, and it's a one shot that's like three four minutes long that's like a crane that just moves around and you you know there's a bomb there the whole time they do that in this too um bomb is ticking while these guys are singing it eventually gets to a point where it blows up i assume it kills someone in the beach but it's a big explosion yeah definitely some of them dancers are dead oh yeah they got rid of some of those dancers but chaos happens they're all running around and uh and i think it postpones the opening the grand opening of uh uh, the paradise right and in here in brackets i wrote touch of evil reference hmm. <laughs> uh later he tries to kill swan um and swan barters a deal and then he takes him up on this deal and i think this is when he's uh gives him the giant contract right that big thick contract right and he's got to sign it in blood <laughs> i love when like he's like he's like reading the contract and he's like what does that mean and then he's like, ah, that's like a transportation clause. That's mm-hmm. just for you. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I love that he has a sign it in blood. And then this. this <laughs> Swan has a stamp. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just, there's, there's this paranormal essence to the movie that isn't like fully running the movie, but it's just right there on the side that we like, there's this paranormal activity going on with Swan that we don't really acknowledge yeah. right away. Yeah. Yeah, there's some parts that are kind of alluded to, like he's always in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, he he doesn't like photographs being taken of him. He right. doesn't like being on which video. is kind of the Dorian Gray. Yeah, aspect. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a weird little guy. Little. <laughs> and and um, he was writing all the music while he was also filming his parts. So he would stay up yeah. all night oh, long yeah. rewriting the music and getting it right, and then. He'd walk outside, get a ride to where they were shooting and put makeup on. And actually some of the, towards the end, some of the clips of his, like he was starting to get so delirious and tired that he, they didn't use that footage because he was like so, just just couldn't remember his lines. He was so out of it because he, that that movie is him pretty much. Oh yeah. Because all that music is him. Yeah. Not to mention, like, probably on top of that, he was probably doing shit for, like, the Carpenters and stuff around then, too. Like, Yeah, I'm sure he was like, that wasn't the only music he was working on. Right. Um, so part of the deal, Swan gives Winslow a voice box and has him start working on the, the Faust cantata. Locks him away in a room. I, 
I love that when he gives him a voice, like when he talks through it, it sounds like a Dalek. Right. But when he sings and and like there's a there's a little montage of him like doing all this shit and they're like trying to get the vocals just right. The only voice, the voice that Swan thinks is perfect is actually Paul Williams singing voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Paul Williams singing right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which just shows his ego. Oh, yeah, he signs the contract. Yeah, in blood. Um, after the cantata is finished. We start uh, hosting auditions, right? Yeah, that's where we're at here. Um, so we get Phoenix comes back while they're doing these open auditions. and Winslow's um, still madly in love. Yeah, she does a song called Special to Me. Uh-huh. And she does a lot of bird things with her yeah. arms. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Damn all evil that takes possession Until your pipe dreams become obsessions I love Jessica Harper. I think she's fantastic. I wish she she had done more movies. She did this, Suspiria, and the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Um, Shock Treatment. Um, she plays Janet in that. Damn it, Janet. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think some of the songs in Shock Treatment are like just as good, if not better than some of the songs in Rocky Horror. Have you seen Shock Treatment? I have not. It's not great, but the music's pretty good. So yeah, he's like, you can have my music, you can do my shit, but you can only use her. Right. She's the one. And naturally, Swan's like, yeah, we'll do that. We're not gonna do that. Right. Of course, he's got a backstab. <laughs> yeah. So, Cantata's finished. Winslow is, uh, like, as he's working in between, they're, like, locking him in. Right. To this little tiny room. Yeah, they haven't bricked him over. They haven't Casca of Amontillado'd him quite yet. Which is a verb that I'm using now. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, as he's locked in this studio, Phoenix is demoted to a backup singer, and Swan finds this this gym in the rough. Mm-hmm. Oh, chef's kiss. Beef. Beef. Man, you better get yourself a castrato for this, because it's a little out of my range. Something bothering you, Beef? Swan, this was scored for a check. I'm not doing it in drag. You can sing it better than any bitch. You don't know how right you are, Goliath. Okay, boys, from the bridge, hit it. The best part of this movie. Right. God I, damn it, I love Beef so much. I do too. Um, Beef is like a coked up glam rocker played by Garrett Graham. I fucking love Garrett Graham so much. How would you describe Beef? Oh. Can you do an impersonation of Beef? No, I don't think I could. I don't think I could. <laughs> But I just um, talk beef to me, girl. I, I'm trying to think. He's like he's like uh, if Ken Doll and the Rocky Horror Picture Show like clash together. That's what I think beef looks like. <laughs> okay, yeah, because he's like really handsome and like kind of feminine, but like definitely not wearing a shirt and like '80s hair rocker, but the fro's cut down. Does beef do it for you? Yeah. You into beef? I'm into beef. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and his voice, the guy who's seeing, because it's not beef, like, no, the actor's No, beef. but, like, the scene when he's in the shower, that's him. That's oh, yeah. his voice. Yeah, but um, this, the, the voice we hear um, is not is not actually beef. But no. It, but that guy is really famous, too. Yeah. I, and I, he shows up right before in those when, um, 
oh swan is he's going, in that circular table yeah he's at the circular table he's the guy right before him playing the guitar oh. kind of folksy that guy is the actual voice oh of that's great mm-hmm. oh that's fantastic um yeah i love that like like beef's voice is very like deep mm-hmm. and like rugged but like goes high pitch and like weird parts mm-hmm. but then when he's talking he's like what's wrong with that like he's like this weird like feminine yeah. like like new jersey yeah <laughs> like his, his speaking voice is so good swan gives beef full reign to change the cantata and it becomes like it goes from what the Juicy Fruits had, like this 1950s rock vibe to the Beach Bums. Just like Beach Boys. Exactly. Yeah, and then rock. and then somewhere in the middle of there, we have the Death Band, right? Like, they show up kind of. Or is that with Beef? That's with Beef. Okay. They're, they're Beef's backing band. Because like, the they want to be like a scream rock is yeah, what, what yeah. Beef is supposed to be sounding yeah. like. Uh, next day, Winslow awakes. Because he's been getting drugged this whole time, too. Right, yeah. Uh, Swan's just been giving him drugs. Calling him vitamins. Yeah. Uh, his music is stolen, and his door is bricked. He's amontilladoed at mm-hmm. this point. And he breaks out of it. Never show him break out of it. They and just, I, I love that when they cut back, it's like comically like yeah. a Looney Tunes he cartoon. Like, yeah, he ripped the paper out of it and popped <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. The we find beef in the shower singing singing uh the song after he's been like doing a bunch of coke too because oh just casual bumpets yeah and then yeah. Like, they, there's a video camera and he like gets really like self-conscious that swan is watching him in the bathroom but not because he's <laughs> naked but because he's doing blow <laughs> yes you know and then he gets in the shower and like the blow stays on his nose yeah and great. part of me is like that wouldn't still be there Maybe it's that much blow. I think it's just supposed to like it's like paint. It's not yeah. powder. It's um, but so and then um, because the director does love Hitchcock so much. Yeah. Like in the bathroom, oh, there's yeah. that scene oh, that's very it's similar. Psycho. It's yeah. psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. And then and then Beef is like, I'm out of here. I'm not gonna be killed by this phantom that keeps killing everyone here at the paradise. So he like busts it out. He Whoever tries. tries dies right <laughs> so he tries to get out and then like what the Phil. Fillmore yeah Phil talks him back into it and he gets him back in and then he I goes, know the difference between drug real and real real yes <laughs> I love that statement he's like oh boy you just all hyped up and he's like it's just speed yeah yeah so we cut to the paradise opening number by the undead which I love that number which I gotta go back to somebody super like you by the undead where they're like in the performance of it they're like putting together a frankenstein monster right with body parts of mm-hmm. audience members we need a man that is simple perfection there's nothing that's harder to find someone to lead us protect us and feed us and help us to make up our minds and everyone's going crazy for it everyone yeah. loves oh, it's great. uh yeah and then beef is built a frankenstein and then we get beef song but he's electrocuted by winslow via a neon lightning bolt right which is um pretty cool i love that they do this like stop motion strobe mm-hmm. effect for us stop him and try me up only you might satisfy me up. which gives swan a great idea of like how crazy everyone went over this singer being killed on stage yeah, yeah. so it just like amps up swan's idea of what needs to happen next it's goodbye eddie it's the opening song okay so as 
as he burns the phantom cackles maniacally, which is so great. Uh, and then they pull the curtain and push Phoenix out. She she um, sings after that and becomes a huge star because and of she it. calms this whole like it, it, it just the like there's this riot going on after beef is killed on stage and then they yeah, sing like, her out and then her her solo just calms everyone out down everyone in the everyone at the paradise is just sitting on the floor watching her yeah you know like but it's like you're also like dude do they know that a man just died? <laughs> they, you know, yeah, realistically, like, they don't necessarily, they don't know that that wasn't part of the show. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, I guess they do at the end when Beef is being transported via, like, a body bag. Oh, yeah, but then they're going crazy <laughs> beef, over it. Beef. They're going crazy over it. He's getting put in the ambulance. Yeah. And, and it's just like, they are just so amped up from being a part of this experience that the crowd can't get enough. Yeah. And, and what does that do but just keep fueling Swan on this evil path that he's on and then right then is when we kind of get some like background right of swan yeah um this is when winslow warns um phoenix about swan about signing a contract with him yeah, i think they're up on the roof right um she runs away in fear and then winslow like during this time like runs into swan's personal stash of like video recordings and yes. he finds his old videotape of swan in the tub yeah. and he's like really sad because he's getting older and he doesn't want to age great haircut though right real right. good head of hair on that i boy. just love that he's in the tub filming yeah. himself it's great because he films everything is yeah. what we kind of see yeah. <laughs> and um and so then we find that he right before he kills himself that the, here comes the devil yeah and which we don't really see the devil it's just like a it's just a reflection of right. swan talking to himself and um swan signs over his soul to the devil so that way he can live forever and look beautiful but then because of that contract he has to now collect more souls yes keep himself younger which is what what he did with winslow right like there's it's kind of that but it's also like on top of that he he'll never age and the only thing that will age is the videotape right um, which is kind of your Dorian Gray, Dorian Gray. Thing. yeah, because then Dorian Gray, Dorian doesn't age, but in the photo, in the f- painting, Pe- the f- the painting ages, yeah, yeah. which is why. Um, and all this is like, I think that's a little bit after what happens okay. next, which is like, Phoenix goes to the arms of Swan. Swan makes these grand right. illusions of like you're, you're going to be, be a, a star. huge star. They f- they fuck. Oh, Winslow's watching. From <laughs> Winslow's the upstairs, Ugh. and like Swan knows he's there. He's right. got a video camera on him, and then I think Swan goes upstairs, and like they have a conversation. Conversation, which is mostly like Winslow tries to stab Swan, right? And then he's like, "You can't," or he tries to kill himself. That's what it is. Oh, right, right, he right. He stabs himself, uh-huh. and then. Like, it wipes away, which is a great not, little effect. Right. Because it's not part of the contract. Yeah, and he's like, you're under contract. And then he's, like, pissed off, so he tries to stab Swan. And Swan's like, I'm under contract too, buddy. Right. And then that's when he goes and gets all that shit. Right, right. Yeah. You're right. And then he's also like, now if you kill me, that wound in your heart will open up. Right. And we'll both be dead, which is, like, that's some good writing, man. Very good writing. <laughs> Yeah. Let's and then see. the whole time Phoenix is just getting drunk off of being famous and she's starting to enjoy it and her personality is kind of changing a little bit. Yes. Um, discovers a contract, a video. He destroys it, um, causing causing Swan to, to 
um, start to deteriorate, essentially. Mm-hmm. Swan also has Phoenix under a contract and plans to kill her on television. Marry her and kill her. Yeah, till death do us part and then she's going to get shot on television. So Winslow has to move fast. He takes out the gunman who accidentally shoots the priest, which is Phil. Winslow swings down, pulls this mask off of Swan because he can't be photographed. Right. Or he'll age and die. And then because he, I think because he destroyed the film that Winslow, Yeah, that's like or, what, um, what destroys the contract. Right, yeah. right, right. But also like Swan is starting to like, his face is starting to peel away. It's getting away. real gross looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> needed that mask. He yeah. needed to be wearing a mask. Yeah. I love the shot of Winslow running down the hallway and like his cape is all billowy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks so cool. So he pulls the mask off. He stabs Swan, which kills swan which opens up his wound and then the two of them die as a blood-covered crowd just fucking parties man right and then so all those women um in that scene who are walking around in these like vegas style outfits yeah. those are all the college students yeah and stuff. yeah but they're um the first costume that they put them in was just so oh, revealing. No. Oh, no. And, like, because they're kind of wearing these, like, feathers on yeah. their private parts. Yeah. And, like, the first one made the girls feel like they're just walking around half naked with pure pubic hair hanging out. Oh, but they all, like, got really angry and made <laughs> made them change the outfits to what they are, which is still very revealing. Yeah. But, but they're just, like, you can tell a little bit more that they're trying to be birds. Yeah, it's more, uh... But, Vegas showgirly but, now. Right, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, but the girls were very not into their costumes, and whereas, like, and, and that was just, like, something you could tell because they were just, co- like, college kids from Texas, right, not right. actual actresses trying to be on. I don't know, what's, that's the movie. That's the end of it. We get credits as our, our two characters die. And... What's the last song that they sing? Um, I don't know. Is it, uh, it's not the hell of it. It's, uh, is it a version of Faust by Paul Williams? I think so. I think they end with Faust. Yeah. yeah. I just gotta say that, like, I love this movie. Like, watching it, <laughs> and I, that's why You I know what's it. weird, though? I didn't think you'd be as into it as you are. Because really? it's really, it's weird as fuck. It's And out it's there. super 70s. Yeah, it's way out there. I was just, like, impressed that I had never came across it before. It's, it's, it's a pretty obscure cult classic. Yeah. Just the costumes and the songs and, like, the whole aesthetic of the fact that, like, oh, just kind of how we idolize these musicians, but they're not always taken care of. And, like, who's really making the money for what? Yeah. And, like, just that whole process. I'm... Big fan? Big fan. <laughs> big, huge okay. fan. Me I'm too. Super, this is my favorite musical. Oh, this... I'm super happy that we watch this movie that we're doing on our podcast like this is something that i like i looked up the record the, like the yeah the soundtrack yeah. for it like just stupid expensive right four hundred dollars <laughs> no i'm good man yeah. the soundtrack's on spotify yeah i have, um, I was listening to it today actually. yeah so if anybody wants to listen to the soundtrack it's on spotify if you have not seen this movie out there and you're a movie fan please go watch it i think you'll really enjoy it I think yeah it's 
I mean, I would honestly recommend almost every Brian De Palma movie. Yeah. What What else has he done? Um, he did Carrie. Okay. The right. sissy space at Carrie, and she's in this film. But oh, really? She, yeah. So, she, but she's like a stagehand. Ah. Uh, so she like her boyfriend was doing props, and so yeah. she was helping. And I think this is before Carrie. It is before, yeah. and she tried out for Phoenix's role, but Harper got it instead. Gotcha. But she was like a stagehand, and she. In one of the interviews, she claims that she messed up so bad that she ruined a full days of, of filming. Yeah. <laughs> but then he still ended up going on to use her and Carrie. Yeah. Blowout, Dressed to Kill. Oh, what's that one? Body Double? Yeah. Like, he just, he did these just amazing, like, psychological thrillers. Like, a, an amazing run of them from, like, the 80s to the 90s mm-hmm. that are so good. And um, oh, they don't get a lot of attention, but they're like they're like if Hitchcock did violence and voyeurism in the modern day. Mm-hmm. De Palma has this weird thing with voyeurism um, that's almost like autobiographical in his movies. Like I guess okay, so he tailed his father because he thought his father was having an affair, and it turns out his father was having an affair, and he found this evidence by videotaping it and then brought it to his mother and it just like it screwed up their entire family dynamics yeah. but it also revealed this truth to to the oh family yeah and it's like every one of his movies has this weird autobiographical like voyeurism mm-hmm. thing to it i think he's phenomenal um he's kind of stopped making stuff for the most part semi-retired i guess you know how it is all these like 80s and 70s directors they hit a really good stride and then like late 90s early 2000s they just like fall to the wayside and nobody talks about them anymore you know like after carpenter made ghosts of mars and everybody's like you're done old man (laughs) step aside de palma made black dahlia and everybody was like nobody cares about that shit get out of here right and he did something with nicholas cage too. snake eyes snake eyes right? which i saw that was my very first movie i ever saw at a drive-in theater <laughs> I, I made like little notes so yeah. i was like yeah um phantom of the paradise is nicholas cage's favorite brian de palma movie that's fair i could see that uh-huh and then brian directed nicholas cage in snake eyes 1998 24 years later i think i saw that at tibbs really the weekend it came out Oh, crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a new movie at the drive-in. Yeah, it was weird. That was the only time my family ever went to the drive-in. For some reason, we saw Snake Eyes, which is not a good movie. We went one time in my stepdad's old Jimmy, and like the first movie was like some kid's movie that had just come out, Uh and then the next one was like an adult werewolf movie. And it was like really bloody. And my parents were like, you got to go to sleep. And I kept like (laughs) popping up. And we had to leave because my mom was afraid that I was going to get nightmares. But I was like crying. Because I was like, I want to see the werewolf. (laughs) You know, I'm like something. We bring that up all the time. She's like, I probably should have just let you watch it. Like, because those things didn't really bother me. Do you know which werewolf movie it was? I don't, but I could find out. Like, I I could could probably figure it out. It was really bloody. There's not a lot of good werewolf movies. No, no. But I just, um, I just remember watching them like tear it apart. Yeah, because I I think the werewolves are one of my favorite that's creatures. Your, that's your favorite creature feature. No, <laughs> I'm in love with them all. Yeah, Dracula, werewolf. Love a good Dracula. I love a good Dracula. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, it's that time where I'm gonna pick the movie that we're doing. Would you hold on? First off, would you give this movie on your letterboxed? Do you remember? Um. I don't think I've rated it yet. With, with podcast movies, I wait until after we record. So that I don't know. So you don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
I I rate movies immediately after I watch them, mm-hmm. just so I don't forget. Um, it's gonna be a five. It's for a full me. five for me, it's, which is very rare for me. That is rare for you. Yeah, it's a full five. This is actually one of the movies where, as I've said before, I've been hunting for an original Family of the Paradise poster for years now, and they keep just ballooning out of price for me. <laughs> Yeah, that sound. I was gonna buy you that soundtrack. And I was like, yeah, no, no, don't do uh, that. Don't I'm not do making. That. I mean, you're Honestly, worth. You're worth oh, it. Oh, thank you. I just, I'm just not there yet in my money. I can. Spend I, like that. I feel like somewhere down the line, someone like Waxwork is gonna release like a deluxe edition. Right. Hopefully, somewhere down the line. I know that guy. I'll send him a message. Send him an email. Be like, <laughs> I know two hey, people. Hey, Kevin, are you going to ever release Phantom of the Paradise? Yeah. Yeah. I got a direct message the other day on Instagram from oh. my friend who listens to us. And uh, he is good friends with the owners of the Artcraft. Oh, cool. And he was talking to the other day about our podcast. Yeah. And so the owner of the Artcraft said that he would give us a good little listen. Oh, good. Yeah. Rob? I think so. Yeah, Rob. Nice. Yeah. Which uh, I was just like, hey. We're going to harass this man until we can put our name on that <laughs> sign out there. Yeah, my buddy George works right. works there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I'm just like, I just want a lot of people to go over and talk to Rob and be like, hey, yeah. we like these people. Yeah. <laughs> now, all that said, what are we watching next? All right. Do I own it? That'd make this really easy. I don't think you do, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we can stream it. Okay. If you don't own it, I'll buy it. Jeffrey Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's in it. Jim Carrey. James Carey himself. Himself as a young man. Also, slight musical. And it has a Wayans brother in it. And they're aliens. Earth girls? Earth girls are easy. <laughs> Huh. One of my favorite films of all time. Never seen it. I can't wait to hear what you feel about this Oh, movie. no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're either going to be like, this is an interesting, or you're going to be like, no more. I'm not allowed to pick any more movies. You're always allowed to pick movies. I'm just really worried whenever you're like, one of my top tens, one of my favorites, gave it a five star on Letterboxd, and then I'm like, dude, Cold World sucked. Well, yeah, <laughs> Cold World is like, well, these are movies that like, I just loved when I found them as a kid, and this one I I've probably watched within the past year, and I still like it. So. Okay. I feel weird about it. Why? I don't know. I just don't want to. I don't want to disappoint you. I like when you get mad. <laughs> Do you? I think it's funny when it's you're some like, of our oh. best listening is when I get so angry. Yeah. I've been told that I'm a really good angry person. You are. Thank you. I just don't like when it's directed to me. Ever. So I'm on time now. Oh well, yeah. That's. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. So that's it. That's the end of this one too. Tell Thanks. tell the people all the shit. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you would like to suggest any movies to us or tell us how we're doing, please contact us at electricmonsterpodcast at gmail.com or please follow us on our Instagram page, Electric Monster Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. On Instagram. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. And just have a, just a wonderful We're out. Just have a wonderful day out there. What was that? What was what?
Oh, I knew I shouldn't be screwing around with a dead man's music. This place is... possessed.